Hey, gorgeous people. This is the Ace Your Life Show, and I'm your host, Amy Elkman. I'm here to bring a little sunshine into your life every time you listen. Isn't it time to stop waiting for people to read your mind to be happy? I can't wait to share some really funny stories, some interviews, and some favorite things to give you an instant jolt of joy. Don't you deserve that? This podcast is about choosing to feel good, laughing your face off, learning some cool stuff, and figuring out how to ace your life. So go grab a cup of coffee and let's dive in. (laughs) Okay, there we go. (laughs) Hi. Okay, well, welcome back to the Ace Your Life show. And I am here today with the fabulous Miss Kristen Swanson. Hi. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. I'm so excited to be here. So um, the first thing I always like to do when I start the podcast is ask my guests a question. So are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) What is your favorite thing that you cannot live without right now? And it can be anything. It can be a book. It can be a podcast. It can be your favorite lipstick. It can be your dog. It can be anything, but it's something that really like today is very important in your life. And it's your favorite thing. Okay. Well, I don't know if it ever changes, but I think mine is my morning latte. Oh yes. Okay. So what do you, what do you put in it? Kind of a little bit of a ritual. So I just, I usually get an iced latte, even though it's freezing cold here in Seattle right now in November, but an iced oat milk double latte. And it just, I don't know. It sets my day up. It wakes me up. It helps me feel clear. I don't know. It's just kind of become a thing. And I get, I don't feel right until I have it, which is awful, but no, it's your thing. It's your morning ritual. Do you make it yourself or do you go buy it somewhere? I go buy it somewhere. Oh, good for you. All right. I'm going to have to, we'll have to put that in the show notes. What you, what your little recipe is like what you ask for. Cause I don't, I make my own coffee every morning. And I, when I go to Starbucks, I'm like an idiot. Like, I don't even know. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what's the, um, yeah. What's a, what's a grand grand day. What's a, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you'll have to put, you'll have to give us your little recipe for what you really like. Okay. Good. So, okay. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, Kristen is a fabulous coach who I met a few years ago when we were in a program together and she actually coached me a little bit, which was really fun. And I just love your energy. You have like the most amazing story about how you started doing what you're doing and, and what you've gone through your journey to get where you are now. And so I would love for you just to share with my audience, because my audience is a lot of moms a lot of women who are trying to just, you know, find some joy in their day, feel good. Um, So tell everybody how you became a coach and also who you work with and, and kind of what you've got going on. Yeah. Okay. So I'll start with who I work with and then kind of tell you how I got there because then it'll all make a little bit more sense. Yeah. So I coach people who have urgency to turn their someday when projects into reality. And it's a lot of entrepreneurs, but I also have, I mean, aspiring entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, or I would say like entrepreneurial minds and types, right. That have a lot of ideas 
and are upset with themselves that they haven't completely followed through on all of them. So, and it, you know, they come by it audit, honestly, life gets in the way, which is what happened to me too. So, and so I teach what I had to kind of like learn myself with my someday win project, which was my business. So I have a corporate background in kind of strategy deployment, project management type work. So I've always been pretty clear on my strength of listening to somebody's vision and a plan kind of starts to form. But like just while they're talking, I can kind of see like the steps they would need to take. So I've always known that that's a strength of mine. And then I've kind of after life experience combined that with what I've learned about spirituality and following the guidance that you receive from the universe and those like soul nudges, I call them, and kind of combining that with your strategy or your plan and not getting too attached to your strategy and your plan. Because I think that's sometimes what stops people. Mm-hmm. So my my story is that my business was my someday win project. So I quit my corporate job, got my coach training. I was a kind of straight up business coach in the beginning. And then it was the 2009 recession. And my husband and I were both self-employed and we had young kids. And I turned one of my biggest clients, it was a consulting client, into a part-time job. And then I didn't end up leaving that part-time job, which became a little bit more full-time over time. Uh, for eight years. And I just put off my business. And then as life would have it, I'm a cancer survivor and breast cancer survivor. And I kind of like had a little bit of a wake up call. Like I might not have a someday. Why do I keep waiting to do this? This isn't going to happen anyway. And so then I quit my job, went 100% coaching. I was sort of like coaching a little bit on the side throughout, but I just needed to go all in and I'm so glad that I did. Yes, I know. And I feel like everybody, I think that we all do someday win. Like everything is like, well, this is what I'm doing today, but it's not what I'm going to do forever. It's just going to, it's just for today to get me through this week or this month or this year, or when the kids get out of school or when my kids finally get into school or just, there's always like a backup plan kind of. Yeah. And there's always something kind of standing in the way. Like, like at the time back then it was like, my kids are young. I want the flexibility. I want the steady income. And then later in life, it became, I need this corporate job for the health insurance as a cancer survivor. So it's like your sort of reasons for not doing it yesterday turn into the reasons of tomorrow. And there's just always something standing in the way. So, so, so my whole thing is like, just start small because these things aren't going to happen overnight. These are like big soul led goals that are big things that take time. So to just start small and stop waiting. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so interesting to me. I, I was just saying this to someone else and I say this all the time, but we plan out our vacations, like to the very tiniest little detail. But when do we ever sit down and like figure out what we want our life to look like or like what do we want our days to look like? Because really your life is just a compilation of all your days. (laughs) And if you're not in control of your day or your morning or your afternoon or anything, then it just, it just snowballs. And then the next thing, you know, a few years have gone by and you've been doing the same thing every single day and you're no further down the road than you were before. So that's where you are brilliant and you can help people really see like an overhead view of, okay, here's what's going on. 
here's where you're yeah. stuck. Let me kind of guide you into that little new way of thinking about things or maybe trying some new ideas or, you know, I love that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I really do. And it'll be so good. Like, even if you're not in the corporate America, you know, the cor the corporate world, or you're an entrepreneur, even if you're just a mom and you're like, I don't like my life right now. You know, I don't like the way I am running through my days. I really just need some guidance on how to, yeah. how to do this better. You know, right. I think, I mean, I you were helping, that. you've been helping people like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely hear people say, and especially moms say, you know, as soon as I get through the season, whatever it is, as soon, I just need a little more space to sit, sit down and really think this through. So as soon as I'm done with this busy, you know, holiday season or this busy back to school season or mm -hmm. college graduation, you know, there, and then right after that's over, there's some other unexpected thing that you're super busy with. And it's just, we're almost, I, I don't think it's, on purpose, but we, it's, it's a habit, right? It's a yeah. habit. And so it's not always a habit to like plan your life or plan your overall vision. Like you were saying, like we yeah. plan our vacations. Yeah, yeah. I so, know. So yeah. what would you tell someone who says, okay, so I really want to start this podcast or I really want to write this book, but you know, I've got three kids and one of them is a senior this year. And maybe when they all get out of school or maybe when they're at least in all in high school or in college, or what would you say to that woman who's just so resistant because she just thinks she doesn't have any time? What would you say as a coach? Yeah. Well, as a coach, I'm so glad you added that. Cause I think some people, you know, that that's fine. They're fine waiting, right? But if you hire a coach, you're not fine. You want yeah. to make a change, right? And so in that case, I would say, we're going to find you the time. We're going to find the time. And so, and it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be hours and hours every day. Mm -hmm. It can be fit into little pockets of your already busy day. And so we would find those pockets. So a lot of times that's you know, saying no to some things and you can really start small with that, but saying no to maybe it's like scrolling social media or TV or um, even like over tidying the house or over delivering as a mom, even right. Like being ah. so involved in all of the things. Mm -hmm. and, and so just finding little places where you could scale back a tiny bit and even just start with finding yourself like 15 minutes a day. And then I would say to, it depends on where, where the person is. Like, if it's like, I don't even know what I want. Mm. I don't even know myself anymore. I mean, that, that, that's a huge, that's another stage, right. And so at that point, it's just carve out the time and like be with yourself. So go on a walk. I don't know, write in a journal, do some yoga, but whatever calls to you that even might feel a little self-indulgent, but just kind of getting that time to like connect with yourself or your higher power as a starting place. And then you'll start to like get little nudges. But if you do know, like, which is kind of your example person does kind of know, I want to start the podcast or I want to do the, this volunteer project or whatever it is, mm -hmm. then I would say it, it's all about like reverse engineering it. So starting with a little daydream exercise is kind of what I usually do. Like envision your future self having completely done the thing. It's, it's over and done and you have that desired outcome. Ooh. And then imagine your future self and imagine 
what that would feel like and just kind of get a visual for that if you can and if you can't that's fine too and then do like a little imaginary look back on like what are some possible ways I could have got here and even at you could even do this in a journal or like visualize it yourself but like what are some possible action steps I could have taken to get there and okay. start to attention to what comes because there's so much power in your intuition and those little hits that you get that might say you know I would call so-and-so because she's already done this and I would just have coffee with her or I would you know research this or I would you know and and though just the possible actions though because what I find gets in people's way I think a podcast is a really good example because it's overwhelming the technology seems like this big complicated thing that you're never going to learn and you feel like you need to do it right and so we don't start because that's confusing and we feel like we need all the steps and the plan before we start and I think that gets in people's way so that's why I do say on purpose your possible action steps these are like maybe you know they may or may not be the right steps and then just get into motion because mm -hmm. the universe likes to see that you're serious and you're doing this and then when you're you know using those 15 minutes a day to call that mentor and you know take her out to coffee or do that internet research about that topic and then buy that book or whatever it is just these little tiny things mm -hmm. that's when the universe starts to kind of show up and guide you and and you'll start to notice that like little synchronicities like maybe mm -hmm. somebody that you're talking to mentions a podcast you should listen to and then you listen to that and then there's um the the answer about the podcast equipment that you need to start or a course that you need to take or and just following those little nudges and that's kind of where the magic kind of starts to come in god that that is so good because that's exactly what happened with me and the podcast because I was obsessed with Heather Chauvin who has her own podcast which is how I met you and yeah. then after just finally talking to you and Heather about it for so long to where you were finally like, oh, would you just go start it already? And I'm like, I started. And then one day I heard another podcaster saying, hey, I'm going to do a course. And then I was like, oh. oh, okay, great. Then they'll teach me everything I need to know about the logistics. Yeah. And then once I got into the course, it was so interesting because it was all just about being brave and just giving, giving something, making something that you can edit. Like I heard this great thing about Harry Connick Jr. talking to his daughters. And I don't know if you know who that is, but he's yeah. I'm obsessed oh, yeah. with him because I'm a yeah. Louisiana girl and he's a Louisiana boy. But anyway, he told his daughters who are all beautiful and so talented and they all do different things. And he said, stop talking about it. Just do something so that you can edit it. And then that's when it starts to just snowball into something else or it, it's beautiful or you've got to fix this or that. But if you don't even have anything out there, yeah, there's just, there's nothing to even play with. Right. So yeah, I mean, I love that you say that. Like, I really do think the universe just picks up on that. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, I started having all these little downloads of ideas and, and, and just had to get the, you know, we had to get the balls to do it, honestly. Right, <laughs> I right. think it's half the battle. <laughs> yeah. And that's half the battle in all of these things. I mean, it really is about like the confidence. And I think there's, I think we think we need the confidence in order to start, but really the confidence comes 
from taking the action. From taking the action, yes. And if if you make the actions a little bit less intimidating, like just a little, you know, a little step here and a little step there. I love how you said that he said snowball because that's the image that I get. It's like a compound effect. Yep. With each of those tiny actions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and you never know if you don't try. And I've lived for years just thinking, well, I'm just a mom. And, you know, I just do this little part-time job with my husband and, you know, this is all, this is all that's there for me. That's it. And once I just kind of started listening to that little inner voice, well, really it was once I started meditating, because once you get quiet and you can't just be so busy all the time, distracting yourself from what your body and your mind is really wanting and really trying to tell you what you really want to do. Yeah. It's just all of a sudden. No, you you can't hear anything when you're so busy. I think, I believe everybody has those little nudges, but I don't think everybody can hear them because they're not like stopping to get quiet enough. And I don't really think, I love, I'm a huge fan of meditation too. And we sort of share the, a couple of meditation teachers, but, um, but I feel like also things like getting out and going on a walk, writing in your journal. I mean, I think getting quiet can mean different things to different people Mm -hmm. and making that space to really connect with yourself. I, I say that because I think people who are not meditators, you know, that is a little bit of an intimidating starting place for somebody who isn't quiet at all. They right. feel like I can't do that. I can't turn my mind off. I can't do that. And that's not yeah. what it's about. Like everyone in my family, because I'm <laughs> such a meditator and I'm such a nut about it. And I talk about it all the time and it's going to change your life. And they're all like, no. And not, not only that, but when I like, this is what my husband says, I get quiet. And then all I can hear is all the, all the garbage that, it, I mean, but that's part of meditating is you're never going to turn your brain off. You're never going to turn those thoughts off. You just yeah. kind of have to realize that those are just thoughts and you're the thinker of those thoughts. And so you can control them and kind of be like, and let them come up and out, like yes. let them come up, but let it go out. So is it Emily Fletcher? Is yes. That- that's okay, who so- I learned to meditate. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of like where I started too. Oh, and I did? remember her say, yes, I know. Yeah. And I know that you went through this, even mine too. So, yes. so I love how she says there's something about like letting it come up and out and that there's going to be a lot that needs to come up and out in the beginning. So yes. when you first start practicing, it will feel like your mind is just racing and, yes. and to just let it be part of the process. Yeah. And she even said, you're going to feel a little crummy for a few days. Like, don't be freaked out that it's like purging all this gunk that you've had in your head for for years, for 48 years or whatever, however old you are, that you just never let come up and out because you just shove it all down with going out and picking up the kids. And then you got to do this and you got to make dinner and then you got to, you know, wash their clothes and make breakfast. I mean, all the things that we all just kind of hide behind really, because we don't want to hear what our inner voice is trying desperately to tell us, but we just don't listen. So I love that you can just pull that out of people. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, I can hear it in a first conversation, usually what that thing is, Uh even if they haven't admitted it to themselves yet. And, and that is also a big part of the process that I didn't say, it's just saying it out loud. 
So saying it out loud has so much power and we're scared to say it out loud. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, people might preface it with, well, this sounds crazy, but, or what I really want to do is, you know, and it's kind of that like hesitance to even Mm -hmm. say it. And it's funny that we are afraid to say it, like you're going to make me do it or something if I say it out loud, but it really has power to say it out loud and and letting people witness it but also saying it out loud to the universe because it's it's really like magic yeah yeah oh I love that because yeah I've seen people like in this group that I'm in you know she encourages us to put out offers into the world and I've seen people put out an offer that they don't want to do but they think it's what might sell or that people might like. And then after just kind of teasing through that for a while, you're like, that's not even what you want to do. Like that has nothing to do with what you want to do. You just think that that's what people. And what could sell. And it might also be a little bit of like, what is safe, you know, maybe it's your zone of excellence. Like what Gay Hendricks talks about your zone of genius, but there's like this zone of excellence that I think people hide behind a little bit. And I don't think it's an aware, you know, I think it's a subconscious thing, but you feel solid in it. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you start, which is, you know, better. I mean, it's, it's a good start, but at the same time, I like what you're saying. Like, just go there in the yeah. beginning. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah. Just go and be who, I mean, what's going to happen. You're not going to get, I mean, we're not like in some kind of crazy nation where we're going to get stoned to death for saying, I want to write a book. I mean, hey, you can, you know, you can try it. It's okay. And and there's, I I also think that moms who have aspirations and want to try things feel guilty or feel like ashamed, like they don't have the time to do it. And if they take the time to do something for themselves, that they're being selfish or they're, yeah, they're being a bad mom. mom. Yeah. And it's just so sad to me. That's, I mean, that's part of why I started this podcast because I really feel like it's, it makes you a better person. It makes you feel better. You're not taking away from your kids. You're adding to them when you're filling your cup up and you're feeling good in your body and yourself and your mind, then you're, you're, you're obviously going to be a better mother, but we got it all. We've got it all backwards. We've got it backwards. And there's something about being in it where you don't see it. But if you were to sit down and talk to them about, do you think you're, your kids are better off with you as a mom, like depleted and run ragged and, and not in your zone of genius at all. Or when you're making space for it and like coming home lit up yeah, and being inspiring them. I mean, what's better. And I think in our logical brain, we sort of know, but it's not what we've been taught, I guess. No, I know it's, you've been taught it's selfish. Like, unless it's making, unless it's turning a profit, yeah. And, you know, and I think so many women don't do anything creative. They think I either need to be making money or spending time with my kids. And there's yeah. no time to go roller skating. There's no time to go for a walk. There's no time to go do yoga or, you know, make a meal just because I want to, not because it's for dinner for my family of five or, you know, I mean, like I'm reading this book right now called the unicorn space. Have you heard of this? No, it's really fascinating. It's all about creativity and how we just have stopped being creative because especially with the pandemic and when everything, everybody got to be at home all the time, you would think that that would inspire you to be more creative, but people were so busy trying to like 
work and do Zoom Dude. calls for their kids' school. And they just didn't have time to do anything except yeah. the bare minimum. So it's a good time to start rediscovering our creativity or writing that book or going roller skating because we have now they're back in school. Thank God <laughs> we have a little more time, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah. I love that. So talk a little bit more about the process of like when someone comes to you and they have an idea, or even if they don't have an idea, what do you do? Do you just kind of sit down and say, well, just tell me what your process is, how you. Yeah. yeah. So the process is really around <clears throat> getting them clear. So sort of that like daydreaming thing I talked about a minute ago, where you want to be. And then, and then really we'll, we'll come up with the steps and we kind of tease those out, like, like in the way I described and then starting to get into motion. So that would be starting small. I mean, we start out with the, like, what are you going to say no to? right? Just finding the time. That's and I help with that because, you know, it feels like we don't have any time, but there usually is something and some areas, even if it's like just on Mondays and Fridays that you can carve out like an hour or less, you know, and, and then slowly taking some of these actions. And then it's a lot of releasing blocks. Mm. So uncovering blocks. And I go so far to say like, seeking them out. Like it's mm -hmm. like you're looking for them because they're going to come up and, and embracing it. So I talk a lot about procrastination and a lot about like using that because I really believe that is resistance mm -hmm. a lot of times. Sometimes there's more to it. And so we, you know, depending on like what procrastination type they are, we will, we'll, but a lot of it when it is this someday when project thing, it's resistance. And when you are going after these big soul-led goals, there is a lot of resistance, which is actually a really good sign. It means you're headed in the right direction. So the more you can feel that resistance, you know, I, I talk about using, I mean, using it as like a compass. Mm -hmm. That's the action to take. What action are you resisting the most? And how can we make that sound doable and, you know, break it down enough so that you could take a little baby step into that? And then it's about really getting in touch with that, like I was talking about your future self and that new identity. So the, the identity of the person who has done the thing and, and what is, what are their habits? What, is, how do they spend their day and really stepping into that before you've even done the thing, because that'll really expedite the whole process. And so releasing the blocks is a, is another really big part of it. Like I said, so what's stopping you? And then we work through that kind of on a regular basis mm -hmm. and that can be mindset stuff but it can also be you know physical things standing in the way I do not have the time you know this this and a lot of times this happens right when you say out loud that you're gonna write a book or do you know launch a podcast whatever it is some big thing comes into your life that is in the way mm -hmm. and and that that can also be a form of resistance and and how much attention you place on it and stuff and and placing your attention strategically <laughs> is very important to this work too. Like, where are you placing your attention? Because a lot of my clients have what I call pro productivity shame. So going to bed at night, just like beating yourself up that you didn't do X, Y, and Z again. Uh, it was another day goes by. I never get to the thing. I really want to do this. Uh, you know, there it is again. I never finish anything. You know, this shame story mm -hmm. that kind of becomes a habit. And so I work really hard to move their attention 
to what they are doing because they are doing some things and just starting by celebrating just the little baby steps. And then that start when you place your attention, I mean, where your attention goes, energy flows. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely true. So if you kind of start to change that story that you never finish anything and, and you celebrate that you at least got one new Facebook like today, or I did this one little tiny post and, and celebrate that, that that has that snowball effect that we were talking about. Uh, yeah. I, oh, this is all so good. Like I was thinking back to when I started the podcast and like you said, we said it's, I mean, we're both big fans of Gay Hendricks. I adore, that's one of my favorite books, The Big Leap. And he says that when you start really doing something that's, that you is really important to you, then you will try to, or when it starts to feel really good and aligned, you will self, try to self-sabotage it, totally. which I did when I started the podcast, I got sick. I think it was three times and sick, like couldn't talk which was because I was trying to do a podcast and I even did it fascinating. I mean, if that's gay Hendrix 101, like was my upper limit. My body was like, "Uh uh-uh girl, you're not going to go out there and talk to people and like spread any kind of message because I'm going to shut your voice down (laughs) and give you and three times, which I never get sick. I haven't been sick in a decade. And then that year, that last fall, I got sick three times. It was fascinating. And it was just totally an example of how we try to just shut it down. Like, and I even see that, you know, in, in just your life in general, it feels like every time everything starts just kind of aligning and flowing and feeling good. And then all of a sudden you pick a fight with your husband or you're like, Hmm, yeah, maybe I need to do this other thing just to kind of screw up your life and make it more difficult or more challenged. I don't know. I'm, I'm just fascinated at how people do that. So do you feel like you can really recognize that in your work? Like when somebody's like, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a typical like cycle that people go and not a cycle, but like a pattern, I would say Mm -hmm. a pattern. So you say it out loud, you start to talk to people about it. And then all of a sudden you start to maybe even take some action Mm -hmm. and something happens. It's, it's usually a big thing too, like that, like, like a health issue or something happens with somebody in the family. Yeah. And it's so easy to just say, well then, oh, now's not the right time. I got to focus on my health or I got to, yeah. And it's like, oh, isn't that convenient? But you know, it isn't, it isn't on purpose, but it just happens. So, I mean, the, the pattern that I noticed, I sort of point out to people that this is good. You're headed in the right direction. Absolutely. This is going to happen. And you can keep taking action and show the universe that I'm serious anyway, even though all this stuff, because it doesn't have to take a ton of time either. And just keep going. Yeah. You just keep going. Yeah, but like, let it, yeah, but let it come out. It's sort of like the meditating thing that we were just talking about. I actually think of that, how she says that, that that this stuff has to come out. So let the feelings be there. That might be disappointment or, you know, I was finally going to do this. So letting the grief or the, whatever the feeling is underneath that be Mm -hmm. present. And if it slows you down a couple of weeks, then that's okay. And, you know, sort of feel your way through it. And, and then, yeah. And then I'm a fan of like, keep going, but keep it, you know, keep it doable. Yeah. 
limits that you have. Yeah. And stop beating yourself up that it's not perfect, that it's not because that's the other thing. That's the biggest form of resistance I've seen in my friends and me and, and everyone I know is that, you know, you just think it has to be perfect. So that's another way of not doing it because then you're like, oh, well, it's not perfect. So I'm not going to put it out there. So then you never, right, it's not ready yet, or I'm not it's ready, not ready yet. yet. It's not good enough. I mean, I remember when I was in this course, um, the, the teacher said, I want you to just literally record yourself and then put it out there and don't edit it. And, and it was the scariest. It was like, what do you mean? Like, I can't just yeah. do it, you know, willy nilly, whatever, like crazy. But it does, it just kind of, it, it just starts using that muscle of, I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to like yeah, throw it yeah, out there. Muscle. Exactly. Happens. Yeah. And I have to really tell myself that this is going to feel messy. Yes. I don't know. I learned that from Heather Chauvin, who's our, you know, mutual connection. Yes. Like it's going to feel messy. That helps with perfectionism. Yes, it does. Because then, you know, I'm just going to do it and whatever happens, happens. And then most of the time I find, especially with all the stuff that I do, that when you just put it out there, people like it when it's not perfect. They don't, they don't connect to it. Yeah. They're not attracted to the perfect face and picture and the, you know, it's much more fun when it's messy because then it's more relatable. You know, it's like, oh, and to, to see that like vulnerable side, because you feel like, oh, they're like me. Mm-hmm. I get like that too. You know, I, I can't, I'm not perfect either. We're not perfect. No, yeah. No. yeah. And it's just so relatable and vulnerable and I love it. But I look, I'm from the deep South. Like that was a no, no. We wore makeup to the grocery store. I mean, you don't like leave your house without yeah. a full face of makeup and maybe some travel buff hose on. I mean, we like, wow. it was crazy. Totally. That's a whole it's been a lot of unlearning in my life. Just yes. did not have to do any of that anymore, but it's so freeing. It feels so good. And then when you realize that you just don't have to control every little thing. Like you just yeah. can let it go, try some things. And if it doesn't work out, you know, it's okay. It's just like, yeah. and, and we're surprised, I think by the amount, you know, like, oh, it actually wasn't that big of a deal. Nobody did notice that I had that miss, you know, that I kind of screwed up when I said that or whatever it is, nobody cares. And then when you start to see a little bit of evidence of it impacting someone, or, you know, the benefit that you're looking for in whatever you're setting out to do, then it feels good. And so there's kind of a feel good factor that then you sort of seek out that messy action because you know, it feels good on the other side of it. Like once you take it or hit post or, you know, record or whatever, yeah, you'll feel better later, but that takes a little bit of time and a little bit of practice. It's kind of like exercise. Like you don't feel the benefits right away the first time you exercise, but you do over time. Right. And it's just every day taking that little bit of inspired action, whatever it is, just five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, whatever Kristen tells you to do. (laughs) And I think what our brains try to do when, when we hear that though, is 
overcomplicated. Like it can't be that easy. Yep. If it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. There's gotta yep. be some other strategy that's better. And I think what is missing, and first of all, that's like an all or nothing mindset and, mm-hmm. and just catching that it can be resistance in itself. Like mm-hmm. then you don't have to take action, you know, and you don't have to take those steps, right? If, if it isn't that easy and there's gotta be some other strategy that I'm always looking for out there. And it's like pauses you, but I think the other part of it that is, is that like magic of the snowball effect that we were talking about, that then the universe starts to show up to support you when you do those. So while that sounds so simple that you just take the small actions, then you're also kind of igniting this, oh, I, there's some synchronicities and this is flowing and it feels good. And that is also in the mix. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I just had something like this happen this week. I have been dying my whole life to, um, look for a beach house. Like that's just my goal in life is to buy a beach house for my family to go for holidays and bake and summers. And just, and I've been going to 30A for 20 years. It's a, it's a place I know you don't know the South, but it's on the panhandle of Florida. It's beautiful. Okay. It's so beautiful. White beaches, the most beautiful, clear water. So we've been going there for, you know, 15 years with our family for like a week. But my mm-hmm. dream is to have a house one day. Well, I was at this retreat and a friend of mine that I was talking to was like, you know, you should call this friend of mine. She um, is a realtor down there. And if I can't, I can't even tell you the resistance. I was like, I can't do that. I could never do that. That's, that's not, I'm not one of those people. I don't even have the, where would we get the money? You know, the whole. Oh my goodness. That's the perfect example. I know. And And, and all we're saying is call her. We're not saying like buy it. We're we're just saying have a conversation with her. But why do we freak out so much? I threw everything at it and then. I was like, I'm just going to call her. And so I called her and that was on Monday. She called me back on Tuesday and I have spoken to her a few times since then. And she's like, I think I have the perfect place for you. And because Scott and I are remodelers, we could actually bring a crew down there and fix it up. And it's like a great price. And I was like, I want to fix her upper because we could fix it up and we can make it just for us and maybe add on and da da and so um, I actually have a friend of ours going to look at a house on Monday at the beach. It's wow. not on the beach, but it's a good start. You know, I mean, it, it's just, it's just taking that tiny little bit of inspired action. This may not happen. Who knows? But right. It, but it might lead to something else. And then, yeah, yeah. You just never know. And so I mean, there's that, so many perfect. options of ways that it could work out, or we could at least get, you know, now I know her. And like, if something does come up, that's in our price point, she'd be like, well, this just can't, I mean, who knows what could happen, but the whole point is that for year, I mean, 50 years of my life, I've been saying, oh, I'm not, I could never do that. It's so great for everyone else, but I could never do that. Well, why not? Why not just try? So Uh, I get it. The resistance is real. And it's amazing how we just talk ourselves out of everything. Like, yeah. Just to stay safe and stay status quo. And like, I know this is what I know. And so I'm just going to yeah. stay there because it's easy and it's comfortable and it's predictable, but 
I yeah, love- but I think what you just described, I mean, there's something about just like befriending those resistant stories that we tell. I mean, and just like, isn't that interesting? Sort of just like you were saying, isn't it interesting that my mind wants to do that? And and just like being curious about it instead of like it is your reality, which is another reason I think meditation comes in again, mm-hmm. is because when you just aren't your thoughts and you can learn to be the observer of your thoughts you can do that easier in your day-to-day life like non-meditation time life you can catch yourself like that and and observe that and be curious about it and then not identify it as truth I I think that's another benefit of meditation the stories that we tell ourselves are just off the chain and they're all from when we were like six years old we just told, you know, we just absorbed all that into our subconscious. And so that's just what I think. I am not the kind of girl who has a beach house. Right. I don't know why I think that. Why not? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a remodeler. Why wouldn't I just go out and remodel one and then flip it? I don't know. I mean, wh- why not? But something in my mind tells me that I'm just not, I just can't do that. Well, just getting over that little hurdle has felt like so freeing. I'm like, wait a minute, this might could really happen. I mean, who knows? And I'm just so excited. Yeah. Even though, you know, who knows what will happen, but what do you tell people? Because I'm fascinated by stories that we tell and blocks because we all have millions of them. So how do you tell someone to get through a block? How do you, I mean, once you've determined what it is, like that one I just had was, okay, I, I'm not the kind of girl who has a beach house. I don't have, I'm not a billionaire. You know, I don't have the kind of money to do something like that. Let's just say that's my block. So how do you get through that? Yeah. So, so noticing it is number one and then acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. and and then you can get curious like we were saying but also like tangible things like journaling about it or with it you know about and asking is it true is this absolutely true and then you know I like the question like if that's your old story what do you want your new story to be Ooh, and just yes. like, like flipping it I mean it's sort of like you can like flip it into an affirmation I think that um I am a beach house owner or, you know, something like that. I I think there, you have to be careful with that. Cause I think, I think it, you know, it isn't, that isn't the end all answer as I'm sure, you know, like, I feel like affirmations are sort of like got this like great name, but there's something behind it that actually also has to be there. So you have to have the energy that it's doable. So you have to basically remove the doubt. Uh Uh-huh that it's possible and that you could be a beach house owner and all those things. So really, I mean, I would say what I do is I dig deeper than that. So like, what is, you know, what specifically do you doubt about having the beach house? You know, like, why couldn't you? And then really like releasing each one of those. And that can be journaling. It can be, I mean, I'm a big fan of EFT tapping. Oh, I love tapping. Release blocks. I did that this morning about something. Okay, Not good. about yeah. this, but about just something else that I was a little stressed about. And I was just like, yeah. doing my thing. And then the next thing, you know, what I love about tapping is I always thought it was so woo woo and crazy, but yeah. it's a physical thing. First of all, it is, it's like acupuncture on yourself, yeah. but also it's, um, it's just like when you're done, you don't feel amazing. You just yeah. don't remember what you were upset about. 
It yeah. is a phenomenon. I used to think it didn't work, but then I would go back to whatever that thing was that I was worried about. And I'd be like, wait a minute. I don't even remember. What was I thinking about? What was bothering me about that? Like yeah. it, is, it is magic. I really and you notice you can notice like you physically feel different. Like there might have been kind of a charge before, uh-huh. and there isn't anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah phenomenal. I love. I will put in the show notes like my favorite okay. book about that because I think yeah. tapping is just. Yeah. And then the other thing, and I think it's sort of Denise Duffield Thomas, I think is another author that we both know. Right. And she also talks about the Hoa Opa Ono method. So I will have to like Google that to get the correct spelling. So you can put that in the show notes, but really, and this is in her book, get rich, lucky bitch, where she talks about, and that's another journaling thing, but you journal out the block and then say, thank you. I love you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry which again, sounds so simple and it can't be that easy, but like there's something that releases and it's, it's kind of like a forgiveness exercise Mm -hmm. and that's another technique, but there are so many different ones and you kind of have to find out what works for you, but really getting curious, noticing the pattern. The other thing is to really get to the root cause of the belief. Like when is the first time in your life that you remember thinking that, or, you know, feeling like you weren't maybe beach house owner type, you know, or something like that. And then what comes up and, and again, like releasing it, letting it out. Yeah. And then, you know what, I'm a real big fan of like, like like-minded accountability partner type friends that you just like call yourself out on. And we Mm -hmm. share also mutual thing, the Voxer app, which is a app where you can talk to people, but there's Marco Polo where you can do it over video. You could, you know, even text message or give somebody a call, talk about like, can you believe the story I'm telling myself right now that I am, you know, I'm not, who am I to call this realtor or whatever? Right. And then get that out. So the sooner you get it out and say it out loud and just like, it'll start to dissipate by getting it out. Or you could tell a coach or a friend or your spouse, you know, just a trusted like-minded person that's going to be supportive. And then um, start to talk, like speak into the world what your new story is. You know, I don't want to believe that though, that I can't even call this realtor. My news story is that I'm just going to call her. What do I have to lose? You know, just kind of like get, get, start to like overcome the block through talking it out. Yeah. I, oh, that's really good. And also another one I love is um, Byron Katie's, the the work, when you just say, who would I be without this story? Like, this is all just a story that I've made up. So how would I feel if I didn't have this? Well, I'd feel fantastic. (laughs) I might own a beach house. (laughs) Right. And that like instant, that question instantly puts you into that future self, new identity that I was talking about earlier. That's a good one. I love, that is one of my favorites. Really like trying some of these things and finding out like what works for you because some might resonate with you, some might not. I mean, it's kind of a personality style, communication style type that, you know, resonates with one of these or the other and then find your go-to strategy and just keep practicing because you get better at all of these things the more you practice. A hundred percent. And that is why it would be so great just to tie it back to you that this is what you do. This is what you help people 
overcome their blocks, really just stop procrastinating, stop putting off what your dream is and just go for it. And you don't even have to be an entrepreneur. You can just be a woman who wants to buy a beach house or whatever. (laughs) So I think everybody needs to a little bit of Kristen in their life. So I could talk to you all day, but I know we've probably already spent way too much time. So will you please tell everyone what you've got going on and how they can find you? Because I would love to put all that in the show notes, but also have everyone know that where they can follow you and what you've got going on in the next you know, few months. Okay, great. So you can find me at kristenswansonconsulting.com. And my web, my Facebook and everything is on there, but my Instagram is Kristen underscore Swanson underscore. And I always have on my social media, what's coming up. I, ha- I do a challenge, a three-day challenge, usually about quarterly. I'm doing some like end of year kickoff, the new year stuff coming up. So just like watch the social media feed for that. And I'm just available there. And I would love to hear what your someday when projects are, even if it's just so that you could speak it out into the universe. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. And I think we, we got a lot of really good tactical stuff for people to listen to. And if not, they can just call you and work with you one-on-one, which would be even better. (laughs) We'll have a wonderful Yeah. Have a great holiday. And, um, it was so great seeing you and I will just talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hi y'all. This is Amy Elkman, the host of the Ace Your Life show. And I have a question for you. How do you feel about the home that you're living in right now? Is it too big? Is it too small? Did your kids just go off to college and you're ready to downsize? Or did you just have your first baby and you're busting out of an apartment and you need more space? Do you wish you had a beautiful kitchen that you could entertain in that has a giant island with Carrera marble and it's all white and bright with beautiful light streaming in all the time that makes you actually want to cook? Well. If you want any of these things, I got you. See, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a realtor and my husband is a remodeler and he's fabulous. And he has three crews that can help you really make any dream come true that you want. So if you want a pool and you don't like your little tiny backyard, I got you. If you want a new kitchen to entertain in, you if you want a gorgeous owner suite bathroom with Carrera marble everywhere that you can have your sexy bath time every night with candles and beautiful music piped in through the speakers I got you I can help you with all of that we're kind of like Chip and Jojo's older siblings but we're cooler and maybe married I don't know is that weird but anyway So if you want to move, if you want to fix up the house you're in, if you want to sell the house you're in, just give me a call and I can help you make all your dreams come true. That is our passion. And if you're in the Dallas area, we can totally help you. So give me a call.